Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. All right, let's talk about whether or not you should have a toy rotation. So I've done several, several toy podcast episodes. I'll put a link in the description linking to a page that has all of the toy podcast episodes in one place. Um, the toy course that I have. And I think that's it. I think that's it. But per usual, if you know anything about what I teach or how I teach, I don't think that you should just, you know, be like, well, Krista says this. And so that's what I have to do. What my goal with this podcast and anything that I ever post, share, create, online is to teach you how to make your own decisions based on what's right for you and your family right now, right? Or in the future, when it changes, how to continue to make those decisions 
based on what you and your family need in those moments. Okay. So when I share my, my practices and opinions on toy rotations, if it resonates with you and you're like, yes, I want that, then go ahead and do that. And if it's not, then I'm going to talk about other options because there really is no right or wrong answer on whether or not you should have a toy rotation. So let's get into it. My personal feelings on toy rotations and do I have a toy rotation? No, I do not. I do not have a toy rotation and I do not believe that toy rotations are necessary. I don't think that they are useful and I don't even think that they provide better quality opportunities for our kids, which is often why things like toy rotations are suggested that you can give your kids variety. You can switch things up, right? You can you can uh, be more creative. And for me, that's just not true. And for context, if you're a new listener, we have five kids ranging currently from four all the way up to 17. And I was previously a Montessori trained teacher and Montessori classrooms. If you're following true Montessori, they don't do rotations either. The, the, what they have is what they have and it's available all of the time. They teach their kids how to use it and grow with it. Okay. Um, and that's kind of simplifying it, but (laughs) anyway, that was a tangent, but for me, number one, like. I think a lot of people assume that if you have more kids or if you have a wide range of ages, you have to have a toy rotation, right? Because you have to have certain toys out for certain ages and stages and development and, and to learn these kinds of skills. And it's, it's just not true. And we're going to talk about it. Okay. So I don't do a toy rotation. I've done them in the past, um, prior to decluttering, especially, and it was less of a toy rotation and more of like, we just have too many toys. So I've got to hide them in the closet and under the bed and in anywhere that I could possibly hide them because I didn't know anything different, but I just don't have the bandwidth, the desire, the time, the energy, or the skill set to manage or the, the home, the home size. I don't have the storage space to do a toy rotation that requires me to pretty consistently and often choose and decide and spend my time putting toys away, sorting them, organizing them, and then pulling them back out. And the thing about life with a lot of kids is if you have things like that stored or organized or put away or in a closet, your kids are going to know that. And they're probably at some point going to go behind your back when you're not watching and go grab the thing that they want anyway. So there's just too many there's too many people in the mix. There's, it's just, it's a headache for me. It's a headache for me and what I'm able to manage. It is beyond my threshold of what I can manage my clutter threshold, right? That's something that we talk about as well. I think there's a podcast episode on this that you can go look for, but it's beyond my clutter threshold. It's beyond what I can manage. And if there are any benefits for my kids and having a toy rotation, like they get, you know, more exposure to different kinds of toys at some point, I don't think those benefits outweigh what it costs me to try to manage a toy rotation. Okay. So that's for me personally, but I also think that toy rotations, and this was true for me, I mentioned a little bit, toy rotations really just enable us to have more than we need, than we want, or that we can even fit into the type of home or the space that we have. 
because we're like, well, you know, we don't have enough room on the toy shelves. So we'll just make a toy rotation and we'll put the overflow in this closet or the overflow in the basement. And it's, it's a way to enable ourselves in having too much. Okay. So now that I've told you what I don't do, um, I'll tell you about what I, what I do do, and then you can decide what works for you. Okay. And I did a, I did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago that you can go check out and listen to about decluttering during different seasons of your life. And right now my youngest is four, we have four, six, uh, 12, 14 and 17. Those are the ages of our kids right now. My cat is trying to unplug my mic. He's trying to bite on it. Um, so those are the ages of our kids. And when we have teeny tiny kids who can't play unsupervised, we keep the majority of their toys in the living room, in the space or wherever it is that we hang out most of the time is where we keep the toys. And that means that whatever fits into our living space when it comes to toys is what we have. That's, that's what we have. What we have is out and available. Um, and, and we've lived in several different homes. We've lived, we used to move once a year or more. So I've had all kinds of, you know, houses, houses with closets, houses without closets, houses with storage, houses without storage, um, all kinds of things. And we just, we use our home and the way that it's set up as the boundary for deciding what we keep and what we don't keep. So in this house currently, toys have stayed in the living room and we actually have like a living room in this house and a den, um, kind of, I don't really know. It's, it's a weird setup. Basically there's two rooms. And so we've had the girls toys in both rooms. And it's not that those rooms are full of just their toys because those rooms are where everybody hangs out. It's where we play games. It's where we watch TV. It's where we read books and snuggle up on the couch at the end of the day. Like it's where we do all of our gathering time. And so we can't just have it only set up for them. So they have their shelf and they have their toys on it. And that's just what we have. And it works because we have, we're, I have a lot of clarity on what my kids actually play with consistently on replete blocks, magnetiles, uh, Shopkins, Calico Critters, their dollhouse, Barbies, train tracks, um, board games that they like, puzzles, right? And that's what we have. And that's what they play with. And they've got, we've got our art supplies set up in the dining room. So they have everything that they need and they have a good variety. And there's a podcast episode um, where I actually talk about this. I talk about the something for everything trap and the idea, you know, variety, our idea that we need to have a lot of variety is one of the number one reasons that we all have too much stuff and are drowning in clutter is because we think we need all of the options and we don't. Your kids, when it comes to playing, what's going to help them play creatively, independently, collaboratively, responsibly, meaning they can take their stuff out and play with it and put it away is having an amount of stuff that they can actually manage and make sense of and know exactly where it goes. So to toy rotations just kind of enable that over consumption, that excess, excessive amount of stuff. And it breeds confusion in our kids and frustration and overstimulation, all of which actually take away from their ability to play like true deep play. So in the um, link in the description, 
where I've linked to the past podcast episodes. Like I said, I put all the toy podcast episodes on one page so that you can just click on them and listen to them all at once. Um, I talk a lot. I've done several podcast episodes on like the quality of your kids play and playing in depth versus toy sampling and just being around their toys and actually playing, you know, as a skill, which is a Montessori thing too. Like play is a child's work. It's how they develop their skills. And if you have less toys, they are actually more able to do that, do that adequately. Right. So one of the examples that I like to give, um, is like when kids are learning how to walk, they're going to learn, they're just going to learn how to walk no matter what is around them. They're, you know, assuming that they are developmentally within, you know, a normal range, they don't need a walker to learn how to walk, right? They don't need push toys to learn how to walk. Everyone just naturally learns how to walk. So those things that we are told in our modern society are essential or beneficial. They're not, they just get in the way, right? They oftentimes just get in the way. And like I said, this is not, um, this is not, um, for kids who need additional support, but in general, it actually makes it harder for kids to learn because it's in their way. It's overstimulating. It's confusing, but the way that children naturally learn how to speak, how to walk, right. How to talk, how to understand you, that inherent ability to just learn what needs to be learned next doesn't go away, but our modern society makes us think that, think that it does. Right. So we do things like get them all of the literacy games, all of the math games, all of the, all of the, this and that, and whatever, to make sure that they learn everything that they need to learn, forgetting, or maybe not even knowing that they will naturally learn those things without all of the excess. And they will actually have a lot more space opportunity and brain capacity to do that without all of of the stuff in their way. So I got a little more than I was expecting, but long story short, I don't do a toy rotation and I don't think you need to either. If you find toy rotations, overwhelming, confusing, burdensome, time-consuming, space-consuming, you don't have to do them. And if you do want to do them, these are the parameters that I would set up for your toy rotation. So the same way I recommend having a dedicated, you know, like a clear cut space of like, these are the toys that we have out and any toys that fit in this shelf or on these shelves or whatever, these are the toys that we will keep out, right? This is what we have space for. Do the same thing for your toy rotation. Choose one closet, right? Not the whole basement, um, one shelf in the basement for your toy rotation, one closet, you know, for your toy rotation or whatever it might be based on this, you know, the house that you have is what I would recommend so that you don't fall into the trap of saying, we have so many toys, so I'm just going to do a toy rotation when really you've got to declutter and start simplifying your toys for the whole entire family. So that's that, (laughs) that's that. And if you want more toy support, like I said, check out the link that has all of the toy uh, podcast episodes and blogs in one place. Or if you want to just skip all of that and get like a hand holding step-by-step guide on how to do this. I have a toy course. It's, I think it's, I don't remember what I call it. It's might be just called the toy course, toy decluttering course. I think actually, no, it's toy decluttering and playroom organization. Um, because I walk you through like how to know what toys are good for you and your family, how to decide, you know, how much your family should keep, 
how to organize what's left, just some simple things that I've learned along the way by, you know, in my own home, but also working in Montessori classrooms um, that are very minimal by nature, by the way. Um, yeah, you can, you can just go get that. It's $17 at this point, um, yours for life. And it's just everything all at once so that you don't have to spend, you know, more time listening to podcasts because I was trying to piece it together for yourself. I can just go show you how to do it in there. So happy toy decluttering, uh, happy, you know, good luck in your decision on whether you want to do a toy rotation or not do a toy rotation. And maybe if you've tried doing a toy rotation in the past and it hasn't worked for you, hopefully this episode gave you some clarity into why it's not because you're not organized enough. It's not because of anything other than you probably have too many toys and not enough space and not enough time or energy or desire even to manage that because it's a lot to manage. So that is that for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, if you find this podcast helpful, I would love it so much if you just shared it with a friend, if you tagged me in your stories, your Instagram stories, if you listen on Spotify, you can do it directly from Spotify. Just share it to your stories and tag me. Um, I would appreciate it so much and I will see you all in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.